Hi, and welcome to Telepathic TV. This is television that you watch with your third eye. And I'm R. Neville Johnston. And I'm Mary Phelan, and our program is about raising our consciousness. And tonight we're going to talk about freedom. What freedom. is that? What is that to you? Yes. What is it? It's a very important Are we subject. already free? Actually, we are. And we can prove this very easily in that you are the one that chooses what's, what thought is in your head. You are the one that chooses what thought is in your head. So for years we taught A, B, C, D, E. You don't have to say the next letter because you're in command. Give that a shot because we are in command of our thinking. Even if there's some magnetized thought, some thought that has huge emotion circulating around it, uh, when you catch it, you can just cease it because you are stronger than it. And that is the nature of what freedom is. We really have no idea about how free we are because if we actually did, we wouldn't put up with anything that's going on around here. We just wouldn't if everyone just realized how free they were. One of the, so we live a life of a distraction and a word for distraction is addiction. Whatever it is you're addicted to is what it is you are using to distract yourself with. And what are you distracting yourself from? I'm glad you asked that question. You are distracting yourself from being who it is you really could be. And nobody wants that. Well, nobody that's putting us to sleep wants that. Uh, it is up to us to wake ourselves up. Uh, as much as there is extraterrestrial help, as much as we are not alone, as much as we are not the sharpest knife in the drawer, etc., as far as the, even the local cosmos goes, it is still pretty much up to us to wake us up. We can be assisted to wake up, but the actual waking up ha is a result of, and it's the simplest process, decide you're awake. So for... 15-something years on this show, we've asked people, if tomorrow morning you woke up and there was no such thing as money, what would you do with your life? And, and that would be what you would love to do. And for 15 years, nobody ever answered when I asked that question. And the first broadcast of 2015, two people called in and said, what I would do is study. Uh, so to me, that indicates an echelon shift in mankind that it is time and it is not too late for us to wake up before the human species trashes yet another planet, blows up yet another sun. It's time for us to take this stuff back because it's ours. If we summarily refused to cooperate with the things that are keeping us unfree, you know, um, the, the list is really rather enormous. Uh, we've approached it so many times from so many different directions. Uh, this concept of the ego that runs us is keeping us from being free. There's the point at which you can just declare yourself free and there's nobody that can do anything about it. It doesn't matter if you're in prison, it doesn't matter, period. We did an entire show based on uh, how absolutely crippling criticism is. Your fear of people criticizing you keeps you from being free. If anybody well, wants to call in and criticize me, please do. Well, let's not do that. Oh, um, but I, I love people to demonstrate things for yeah, me. Yeah, but, but yeah, whatever. They'll be whatever. talking about themselves I don't care. And their I really don't care. But talking about. If we're talking about the subject of freedom, I think yes. that the bottom line, at the end of the day, 
when you get through all this stuff that you feel is imprisoning you, your boss, your wife, your husband, your ch children, your parents, whatever it is that's imprisoning you, pets. what you're going, pets, yes, <laughs> even though we love that, there is, you know, they, they come and wake you in the middle of the night, feed me, and all this, um, that, that's a joke, we love our kitties, but um, when you feel whatever that is that's enslaving you, if you strip away all the layers, what you're left with is the real enslavement is to what you have locked in that little room inside of you. That room that has all the shame-based shame views, mm. the one that everybody judges, the one that is always there in the background lurking. And so you're never free because you're afraid it's going to come out and be seen, whether it's you, uh, you can't dance or you're not attractive enough or you can't let your thighs show, whatever it is. This idea, we hide a lot. When you're, I think a couple years ago when we went to the Serpent Mound, I was sitting talking with everybody and I realized, could you imagine how freeing that would be if you were on national, worldwide television and you just said, here's my bra size, here's my pants size, here's my shoe size, um, this is my habit uh, when I sleep, this is uh, yada yada, and you just laid everything on the table, all those facts about yourself that you've been hiding because you've deemed them unacceptable and you just know for sure that if they, those get out, the rest of the world's going to condemn you so horribly that you don't even know what's going to come from that. It just gets shoved into the closet. Well, like the Buddhists say, becoming at one with yourself, there's going to come a day where you have to let that part of you out and love it again, because that's really what we're here about, I feel. And I, I think that that's why all the enslavement on the planet happens, is we are supposed to pull that out. And I had an affirmation many years ago when I first realized all this, and that is, I love myself unconditionally, even my perceived flaws. Oh, yeah. Because until you can love all <clears throat> those pieces, you're going to be hiring little prison guards to, to hold them in a cage, all these facets of you that you don't love. And that's a lot of maintenance. You have to buy sandwiches for those little guards. You have to talk to the union and not make them work too hard. It's just a big ordeal. So the goal in my life is to kindly, lovingly, on my own side, open that door, and one by one, call those little me's out until I can accept them. Yeah. And know, then that's freedom beyond description. It's very important, and you're the only one that can really set you free. We've had so many techniques we've talked about on this show about the process of actually doing this. <clears throat> if another human being wishes to be critical of you, all they've told you is what they don't like about themselves. It's diabolically simple. The idea of taking our world back because it's being run by greedy people that have no concept of what it is they're actually doing and could care less uh, of who they enslave and who they hurt and all the rest of this. So one technique of freedom is to make the choice to take the high road uh, in things wherever you possibly can or will. Taking the high road is doing the noble thing. Freedom and nobility are very closely kindred uh, because it's the slavery and lack of freedom that is so the opposite of nobility, if you see what I'm saying. We wish to build a base here of uh, consciousness that is uh, stipulated to uh, cause daily meditation 
to be uh, perfectly compassionate to everyone, including yourself. There's a big fall down right there. You have to be passionate to yourself all the time as well. Um, there are so many things to do uh, for you to become free and basically it's only one thing and that is not to act guilty. We have for years listed fear, doubt, worry, guilt, need, greed, uh, insecurity, uh, lust, regret. as regret, all of these things as techniques by which your freedom is taken from you if someone can get you to regret or someone can get you to this or that. Um, all of these are capable of transmutation. So uh, we've said this before and this time you're going to hear it. Uh, fear is low frequency, okay? If you transmute fear to the higher frequency, what the fear becomes is information. Does that make sense? Okay, so the example is you're in a car, the car is going towards a brick wall. Uh, you have absolutely no fear because you know about steering wheels and brakes. But if you didn't know about steering wheels and brakes, that would be horrible fear. But if you transmute it, it becomes, oh, I can go around it, I can stop. And fear, doubt, doubt is a method by which we steal our own authority every day of the week. Don't doubt it. Doubt is the um, resistance to your own knowing. Doubt is an addiction to not making decisions. Uh, it's a, a worry. Uh, the list goes on, but each one of them has a code by which it can be transmuted into something that is not. Now when we finally get to guilt, if you actually transmute guilt, if you are not guilty, what you are is free. So we live in a world, and it is a correct answer that love makes the world go round, and it is equally a correct answer that guilt makes the world go round. I've said all this in the books written. The idea is that if you can recognize guilt, you can set yourself free because guilt lowers your frequency really rather succinctly. Well, and I think when we go and review the parts of us that we have locked up in that room, yeah. that is relieving all that guilt because if, if you don't have those parts of you locked up, then guilt can't get at you. Those are like hooks yeah. that, that really get to you. Um, and that goes along with freedom from other people's judgments. And we've said, um, we've talked about this before and I was commenting how liberating it is to be free from other people's judgments and, um, and how, how liberating that is. But ultimately, even underneath that, the reason we seek to be liberated from other people's judgment is because that will then liberate us from our own judgment. So if we go right to that, if we no longer require a validation of any sort, can you imagine how free that will be? It will be something not polarizing from negative judgments to getting the whole world to clap for you everywhere you walk. It's to get to the place where that doesn't matter anymore, that you have different motivation for living. It's an entire new way of seeing things. Well, when you free yourself from other people's judgments, it is extremely liberating. It's like, um, you know, you're no longer yeah. locked in, you're no longer bound in. 
Um, oh, I know uh, what I was getting at with that. Other people's judgments, and I started thinking about that. Like when we're small, we're little children, and the teacher's judgment about don't talk in class, you can't chew gum, do this and that, and are all these rules. And so I started thinking of judgment like training wheels. And then there comes a time we reach our own balance and we can take the training wheels off. Well, we don't have to have judgment, okay? Um, there, there, we reach a certain point where we no longer have to have that. And so I would encourage everybody to take those training wheels off. We don't have to be taught how to be who we are after a certain point. Yes, and we do. It's important that we get to the point that we just set ourselves free. Any judgment, uh, judgment is really the only form of slavery. You judge yourself as not making enough money, as not doing anything. The list is long, boring, and boring and long. So, um, what you know, and the answer is just to tick away. It's not what are you afraid of. It's what do you love. And so to be free would be to just simply love. There are planets where everybody loves everyone. Can you imagine that? Where there isn't um, fear of loss of love, better known as jealousy. Where there aren't all of these methods by which people are suppressed. And this, we are qualified to be one of these planets. We really are. And it, it's... Um, uh, how do we do this? If we just stop cooperating, we're, because you're guilty, because you're beaten, because you have no self-esteem, because you, you cooperate with anyone or anything that, that promises something that they don't ever deliver, it's like the cable guy is going to show up at exactly that time, right? You know, that's the entire planet we live on. The idea of summoning to yourself your um, power, your ability to realize who you are. We're not, we've, we've been told we're awful sinners. That's exactly the opposite. We came here to be brilliant beings that are to found a civilization that will go on for as long as time goes on. This is the human potential. We are trashing this planet so fast that we aren't going to get to that point unless we all just stop. You know, don't do anything outside of walking distance. You know, just a thousand little things that uh, we can do. Well, there, there is. And, you know, so many things appear to enslave us, you know, like money, our jobs and everything. And I think that the biggest step we can take, apart from what I've already said, about being bold enough to love those pieces of you that you've ostracized as the poor relation over there, the, 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 um, the the stepchild or whatever those expressions are, it's like that part of us that we've removed from us. If we love that back, that's number one. But number two really comes into um, play when we stop resisting. There is a huge amount of freedom in that. And I tell yes. you, that is the thing that we resist the most, is letting go of resistance. As Buddha says, the cause of all suffering is a resistance to what is. So if you can look at everything in your life and say, it is this, it is, and just explore it. Like, um, this happened. I, my boss yelled at me and I got fired or whatever may have happened. You just say, it happened. Okay, I'm not going to resist it. It's like, oh no, it happened. It happened. Now, what is my power? What is my power within this? 
that is extremely liberating. So I'd encourage you to look at some area of your life now where you feel really enslaved and just stop resisting it like the Chinese thumb puzzle and say, all right, it is that way. I'm not going to resist it. Now, what is my power? And that is liberating like you wouldn't believe. Total freedom, yeah. So uh, freedom, where did, oh, freedom. There's a word for freedom that nobody recognizes. And uh, actually, it's free will. Free will means that you have choice. We started earlier by saying that you are the one that chooses the thought that's in your head, true or false, yes. A, B, C, you know the rest of that? Not the alphabet, that you can stop at any letter you want to stop at. Okay, that's free will. The other word for free will is choice. We are tricked systematically into making the far less sentient choice by fear of, to pick a fear, any fear, fear of money, Fear of uh, rejection, fear of criticism, fear of fear, 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 fear. Okay, it's enough. You know, there's only so much fear you can have. I remember someone saying, oh, we're at DEF CON, you know, 999, you know, and someone yells back, sorry, I just can't be any more alert. You guys are going to have to do this. I'm out of it. You know, I, I just, we don't have to put up with this. We are the ones that choose to put up with it. That is the irony of the lack of freedom on this planet. Remember Scotland, I think it was, voted not to break off from the British Isles? I don't believe that election. I, I don't know how any country could not want to be self-ruling. I don't know how any human being would choose not to be ruling themselves. How, how is that possible? Well, the propaganda, and I was asleep and totally drunk at the time I voted. Yes, okay. Because it seems easier. Yeah. If someone tells me what to do, then I don't have to be responsible for anything. Yeah, boy, there's an attitude that's going to get you far. Look right. at a champion. And, uh, and also they don't do promoting like victim that. consciousness is like promoting people to keep a collar around their neck. You yeah. know? Because whoever is victimizing you now has your power. So if you don't even verbalize it that way, you get your power back. I was watching a Pleiadian tape. Just this is a complete aside to our theme. Uh, by the way, that was across the pond. Ipswich means king of wisdom. Just wanted to say that. Just uh, because find somebody who's a king of wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you all are. You just won't admit it or know it or do anything about it or own it. You know, you are the one that's running your life. You're the one that steers your course. You're the one that makes every decision there is in your life. That's you. There is no boss. There is no one outside of you. The 100,000 times we said the single authority figure on this planet. There's one authority figure on this planet. I'm not going to tell you. Who is the one authority figure there is on this planet? And somebody can please call in, which will indicate that we've actually gotten that information across. Because, you know, you've got to be your own authority figure. Okay. Well, I, I do want, wish to be the author of my life. <laughs> yes, and that is the point. And other people's opinions are their opinions of themselves. And they want you to believe it's their opinion of you, but that's laugh out loud funny. Right in their face, laugh. Oh, you did that horribly. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. And I'm so sorry to hear about that childhood. And why don't you go be reborn? Really, I'm just so sorry that, that uh, and I'm not sorry at all, you chose it. 
and I'm happy with your choice, but that has nothing to do with me. And that's why I asked someone to call in to insult me because you will tell me such intimate things about yourself that you will never ever again pick up a telephone. <laughs> Just because it's fun. Seriously. Oh, alrighty. Somebody tell me the worst thing about me, please. Call in, tell me the worst thing about me. Uh, you're living in the past right now? Oh, no. I got another minute before I'm living in the past. Um, and well, it's about, yeah. Anyhow, I don't do, you, know. do you understand what we are saying that it is possible for you to declare yourself free right here, right now? You don't have to worry about next year. You don't have to worry about anything. Worry, boy, there is a really good one. Fear, doubt, worry, worry, yeah. Keeps you from being able to make decisions because it clouds your mind. Don't worry about anything. Nothing has never not worked out. There's never been anything that didn't work out. Call in with something that didn't work out. Yeah, it just doesn't make any difference. Everything is, you know, let's just well, I think it's take a, a big breath and just go yeah, into the future. And I think that, that that is a really good intellectual stance to take and all that. Um, mm. You know, I do, I do feel like that, that's definitely good. Mm -hmm. What I have found, just doing the work that I do, which is more of the emotional end of things, right, right. the emotions really aren't logical. Sometimes you can be working through an emotion and your mind says, I didn't even know I was upset about that. There literally are two systems that, that are different and we can worry, we can go through OCD moments, we can go through ADD moments. We can go through panic attacks and all this, and it's not necessarily the mind getting a handle on it. The mind is sitting there during this going, what is this all about? Calm down. But yet the body or the emotional body is acting up. So there are all kinds of levels to free yourself, and I, I, I applaud what you're saying, and I agree with it 100%. And then add it on top of that, until we heal, the pee under the mattress, which is our emotional body, the rest is really hard to heal or to get that to stay. It's like a wrestling match. Every time those thoughts come into your head, it's like go after the source that's squirting the water on you rather than devising really brilliant umbrellas to defend against it. To me, it's much easier and more freeing to go after whatever that is. And I think having the faculty to shut off a thought is so powerful. And a lot of people don't know they can do that. That's sure. why, you know, yeah. I think that um, this is wonderful. And I think the language codes, the books you've written on the language about the words you think in are giving you clues as to where, where things are. Well, everybody has an area of their life where it's real easy to see. Well, stop thinking that way. That's silly. And we can look at other people and say that, and it's real easy to say. But we all have an area where we get afraid, whether that's whether if it's the IRS or immigration or the police or uh, losing a, the love of your life or whatever. We all have an area that we're afraid. And what I like to do when I find those within myself is use them as a clue, almost like breadcrumbs that lead me back to the source of that so that I can deal with it directly. Not everybody is going to do that in this life. But those that do is it's a powerful life. It's an incredible life and very pivotal for all the lives that are co to come after this. If you really and go down yes. and deal with yourself, well, we you'll are, find that it's all lovable. 
we are a soul that is exploring. And it's a very important uh, aspect to see in it. And um, what do we do to get people... Uh, seriously, call in if you have questions about any of this, because it's important for us to declare our freedom to stop pretending that we're not free, uh, to say, well, all right, then I'll have someone else make my decisions for me, because uh, then I cannot do anything wrong, because they told me to do it. As I read somewhere online, um, no individual snowflake feels responsible for the avalanche. Yeah. There's a very interesting piece of wisdom. You're responsible for the avalanche. Do you understand every time you kowtow, every time you give in to this? What if we all just stand up and say, yeah, yeah. You know, just none of this stuff anymore works for no, me. None of what stuff? You mean the... Uh... Where you are constantly giving your authority away to external things that tell you you're sinful for doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's what good. if we just stop? We can. And, you know, that's another thing. We're always waiting for other people to do it or to, or to show us how to think, and then we resent it. And so, you know, you were... <laughs> that's bitter irony right yeah. there. That's beyond... Well, oh, yeah. You know, that's gotten really old in my life a long time yeah. ago. Um, yeah. It's just, it's like um, what we do is feel like we can't take our power back. So when we when someone, so we give it to somebody, yeah. then they exercise authority over it, and then we complain about it as well. So uh, it's much better just to participate. Yeah, if we all did this unabashed, with passion, I will live my life in a mighty way. Stand back, I have something to do. Yeah, nobody, you don't hear that in, oh, CEO once in a while. Well, you know, I think this is another thing. People feel that they're not really living a full life, that they're enslaved unless they are the CEO or Oprah or something like that. But it's not based on what you're doing. It's based on how you are being and how you feel on the inside. And that's why, who was it that said if you are a street sweeper and you sweep sweep streets streets. like Mozart writes music. Who was it that said that? You used to quote them, whoever it was. Well, whoever, but um, I think that that is a a really good way of doing that. Like, what if you could just love yourself and find yourself as just as valuable, like uh, doing nothing, sitting on that log in the forest. And then other people recognized you for being valuable, but then that's back to the game. The validation. Right, yeah, so what if you're self-validating? What if it's all right with you that you just stop? What, you know, this is it. This is what we're attempting to get across to people, is that this is your life when you cash it in, the last day of the life. We are getting it across. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what I said, but we're Attempting. getting it across. I'm just saying, we, I, we really are. I mean, a lot yeah. of people get this, so. So on the very last day of your life, when you cash it in, it is said that you don't regret what you did. You regret what you did not do. And I do believe there's a profound truth in that. And what none of us appear to be doing to any appreciable degree is uh, to live our life in a passionate and bold way. Because anything, and even if that's going in the woods and sitting on a log while sweeping streets, while working in a soup kitchen, you know, that this is the Well, thing. I think it's this idea that we have to do something to find a value. And again, if we cannot, we can yeah, become self-validating validating yeah. and then non-validating, meaning that you don't n- require validation anymore. Not That's really freeing. Yourself. 
Yeah. But but I think this idea that we have to be doing something that that somehow our life is not good enough as it is. But what if? And this is true. But what if you like you brought every single thing into your life, even that irritating neighbor, even that coworker, even the deadness you're feeling in your relationship, whatever it is. What if everything? was brought in out of deep, deep love for you, mm-hmm. for you to discover more about yourself instead of resisting against it, which I see people do every single day, and I have done it myself, and I still do it at yeah, times. Yeah, we all. If you just say, I'm not going to resist it, somehow this whole thing is in my life and I've created it, and that it's something good in there. Um, you know, like dig through it and find that pony. <laughs> I don't mean it like that. But, you know, that expression, that manure, and there's got to be a pony in there somewhere. I don't mean just being Pollyanna and, oh, I'm going to be a positive thinker. I mean genuinely see it as being nowhere else for you to be but right where you are right now. And that this is, nothing could could deter you from where you're supposed to be. And just get out of that whole game. Because that is something that's like hamster wheel after hamster wheel that your brain gets caught in, these loops. It's like, oh, if I had only done this, then this would have happened if I had married this person. We could bring up a generation that thinks that way very easily. We really could. The way it is, not so much. You're too busy being traumatized by being here to begin with. Uh, That's a whole other show. But let us talk about the idea that you are in charge of your life, true or false. How many people out there, show of etheric hands, realize that you're in charge of your life. You're the one that's determining everything about it. Okay, and how many people are caught in the idea that other people's approval is the way in which you measure yourself? (laughs) That's funny, okay. Excellent, yeah. No, it's time. The revolution is here. The revolution starts in your thinking right here, right now, whatever time this is, that you happen to be seeing it. This is the point at which we are beyond self-validation. We are simply valid, no matter who we are or what we do. Yeah. And I don't care if anybody validates me. And it's been so many years. Um, You know, as I said, anybody that wants to insult you is talking to you uh, with intimate details about themselves to the point that if everybody understood this, there would never be another insult heralded on this planet because the person would realize, oh, I didn't mean to tell you that about my childhood. Really, I didn't. <laughs> yeah. So whatever it is that we think is the matter with us isn't. That's not the matter with us. That's our parents' childhood. That's our first basic tag into this particular continuum. Well, I think we as a a species of being beings in this era, we are breaking free from a lot of things that we had been mentally enslaved to. Over. Good, yeah, and yeah. I think that's why so many people are discontented at their job, or if they're out of work, they're discontented with that state, is because it's starting to become apparent, and we're becoming aware of how much really does govern our thinking, and and um, makes us do things out of responses that have been programmed into us rather than through choice. And it's almost as if we've graduated and now we can get into the, the realm, we as humans, 
of making choices because if you look back through our history there really never was a time where anybody made a choice nothing like what we're doing now and I think that's why most people are so indecisive this is a new thing to us if you look back in the dark ages or at any point even in the 50s the 40s everything was a propaganda mindset and still many people still live in that uh, but we're starting to see through those illusions it reminds me of that movie that they live where um, the, the guy was in some future place and he put on glasses and he could see the aliens or the yeah, yeah. reptilians that were mm -hmm. in the government but when they had glasses on. Well, it's like we've got those glasses and we're starting to see these, these uh, castles built out of lies oh, yeah. about our power and who we really are. We can see through them now. And what do you do with that? And I, I really feel that this is what our show is about. This is something I had wished to say last week but didn't get to it. Hmm. One of the, the things, the, the concepts behind telepathic TV and why we have the audience as the guest, number one, we're teaching people how to think, not what to think, so that you have the capacity to do that. Mm -hmm. uh, but also how to apply these concepts in your day-to-day -day life. That's why it's so valuable when you call in about events in your life. It helps everybody because that's when rubber meets the road. You can read a million books and go to seminars and feel inspired and it usually goes away. But this is about really changing your life and it may be simple, it may be uh, repetitive, certain facets of it, but it gets you to change. There's been thousands of, thousands of people over the years that we've been doing this that actually have real change in their life. And you know, we don't hear from most of the people, but um, oh, but it works. You, you know, can feel it. Just, I, I know that I've, I've, a lot of people don't realize how much the, these concepts do change. You can see it etherically. In a moment, we're going to talk about uh, the painting okay. I did, but just wanted to say that's very well phrased and wanted to thank you for saying mm -hmm. that to people. Thanks. This is a painting I did a number of years ago, um, which is uh, originally titled Duality. And it's um, uh, the, oh uh, yeah, here we go. All right, so let's say uh, you're writing on a piece of paper with a pen and it suddenly strikes you that there's a, uh, another being on the other side of the paper pressing their pen into exactly the paper you're writing, writing everything that you write backwards. So the Matrix wanted to paint this concept as the, uh, uh, a computer simulation that we're all in. And there is a lot of truth to the way Matrix presented its information. Uh, and so uh, the very popular term is illusion. Uh, the most common term is reality. And then duality. So if there's this concept of duality, then there is something going on. Beality. Beality, yeah. A brilliant beingness, but the idea of... Um, this painting basically representing a twilight zone concept in which there is this other you on the other side doing things in That's a way opposite of the way you do them. Yeah, there, there is some theory that, that, that would suggest that. Yeah, so I'm going uh, to do a more up-to-date well, version of it. Would you be open to it? I love that. I'm not detracting from that at all, but when I first saw that, what I thought are you open to it? Sure, yeah, go ahead. <clears throat> um, 
I saw that as the subconscious writes your life just as much as your conscious. Yeah, very good way to put it. Yeah, that's absolutely brilliant. If not more. We spend yeah. more time in our subconscious mind. Yeah, I was reading an interesting book talking about the idea that subconscious programming, which is creating our life to a much greater degree than we ever realize, something else to be free of, uh, is the fact that those thoughts are magnetized or as it was taught originally, emotion is energy in motion. Right. So if a thought is emotional, then it is also magnetic rather versus normal thoughts in your conscious mind. And our ability to take command of our subconscious mind requires simply the idea of um, affirmation, of deciding mm -hmm. that you will do something. I will sell nine paintings by close of 2015, for example. Now, whatever you want to program your subconscious yes with, which, which is, is like our consciously well we did that for many years yes. which i would like to remind people of the consciously creating your life series we oh, yeah. still hear people say how that's changed them by coming up with affirmations but one of the things that led me to do emotional tapping uh -huh. after that is i realized that we can go in there and reprogram the subconscious right. mind but until you get rid of that emotional magnetism it seems to arc back a lot right and so uh, if you look at a feeling that gets lodged within you because you can't process it, like the death of someone you love or, mm -hmm. or whatever trauma, a war trauma, you can't process it so the feeling gets stuck. And emotion is supposed to, the energy in motion is supposed to move that feeling out. Um, and when we don't, that emotion builds and builds until it fires it out like a bullet, you know, which is what we get scared of, that emotional response. Mm -hmm. So rewriting the subconscious mind um, is a powerful thing. And another way to look at the subconscious mind, I know this is a different topic because it's on the subconscious, but it really does have to do with freedom, that the subconscious mind is like your autopilot. And I tell kids that I work with that that's your superpower, is your subconscious mind. Train your subconscious mind to brush your teeth and do your homework, and you just coast along. It's going to be your autopilot. It'll just do it, and you won't have to think of it anymore. But if you resist it, it's going to be a hardship every time. So what we're really doing is acknowledging the subconscious mind as your loving servant friend. And what programs do you have in there, and what ones can I rewrite? especially the ones that have the emotional magnetism to them. And you're free of them. You don't have to keep dealing with them with thousands of affirmations after that point. Although I do believe in affirmations, as you know. I've done them. I even have a deck of affirmations, cards. Yeah, so they're both just two te deck. techniques. Yeah. And I've heard this explained also as the harmony universe. We live in a harmony universe. Whatever mm -hmm. harmony you give off is the one that comes back. So if your unconscious mind has these magnetic thoughts yes, that are giving right, off yes. harmonies, then they pull that back. And Good. so the system by which this changes is to give off, um, uh, and it works. We're already at this level. No one's quite aware of it. But if you give off love as a harmony, everything that comes back to you is love. And that happens to be the truth, and that happens to be what's going on right now, mm -hmm. except we are trained not to recognize it as love. We're trained from our earliest days not to recognize it as it's love. True. Yeah. And by the way, please call in if you have questions, comments, or anything. It's 571-749-1166 for those of you that may not see the, um, the lower third when it comes up. 
with that on it. You can even write this number down, 571-749-1166, if you're listening to this as a podcast. And uh, call in on Thursday nights, 8.30 Eastern, 8.30 to 9.30. Yeah, so what in your life, call in and let us know what would you like to be free of. If you start looking at work as not something that you resist, uh, you know, uh, something having to do with that, years ago someone had asked me to do some automatic writing on them finding a job they loved, and what came through was part of the reason we're not happy at work is because we think we're selling that 8 to 10 hours a oh, day. that's a good one. And that all we have left then is 14 to 16 hours. That's like all we have of our 24, and you're attempting to fit your whole life into that. And literally your body starts morphing time because it thinks it only has this much now. And everything starts speeding up and changing context. If you bring the 24 hours back into your life and say you're, you're selling a function, you're trading a function for some money, not selling it, but you're trading it, and it's not time that you're selling or trading, it's a whole different thing. So if you start loving that eight hours, 10 hours back into your life, you're gonna get 24 hours back and the love will then grow something you love. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I think that is very profound for those that choose to hear that. Oh, yeah. uh, it may make a big difference in your life. Oh, absolutely. Okay. And it's uh, soon time to... Ducky. Yes, here come the ducky. Just in time for Easter. The Easter duck. Our wacky Easter duck. Which uh, puts the rabbit out of a job, but nonetheless, rabbits are easy to employ. Um, okay. So. Rabbits get turned to chocolate. Okay, so we are, and I would like to thank um, our regular director and audio person is not here, Donnie and David are not here, and so Woody and Pat and Pam and Laura, uh, and who else is in the control room? I said Pat. Who knows at this point? And then Gail and Rick. We're all do, they're all doing a fantastic job. And, yes. Wait, there's somebody else in the control room. Who am I missing? Is that all? That I know of often. Okay. Well, we love we you guys. You're doing an excellent job. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's the duck. We'll take a shot. There we go. That's the correct music. Okay. And here's Rick releasing the duck. Okay, so see a relationship close to you differently. Allow it to expand and grow. Okay. And this is from Mary's Magical Message Cards, and they're yes. real small little cards that you can use in a bowl at a party, and there are 97 different ones. Release past experiences that are taking up space in your head and in your life. The wisdom always remains. Interesting. Yeah. And that's Rick, mm -hmm. <laughs> who many nights is every camera person and the duck dangler and the floor yes. director. And but tonight we've got others. And I think we're building a, more of our family of crew. We've had uh, people show up. Yes, we and love everybody. And we're going through the training, so this is good. Yes, and we miss you, Donnie and David, by the way. Yeah, thanks for being, by the way. You guys have been... We love uh, you guys. We love everybody. Yeah. Okay. 
done a great job of this many years of doing this mm -hmm. show. And just to give everybody a little overview on the format of our show, mm -hmm. it's uh, again, it's for people to call in uh, with questions or whatever. And after the duck is when I do readings. Uh, Neville doesn't do readings at this time, but he may do that on in the, the future. Air. Yeah, uh, yeah, on the air. I yeah. meant the sh format of the show. Uh, otherwise, do uh, private stuff. Yeah, quite a bit. Anyhow, hi, caller. What's your name, please? Honey. Hi. Honey. What can we do for you tonight? Um, for several years, I've been in um, seems like a, a negative rut, and I was wondering uh, when I would get a breakthrough. So I was wondering if you could give me a reading. Sure. Be happy to. Excellent. Okay, let's see what we got. Yes, I love that. It's so. Um, I mean, all questions are good. I just think that's a superb one because yeah, it gives this will you. Help a lot of it, and it also helps, um, you know, to get dislodged for something. <clears throat> well, the first card is called the Dream, and it has a woman that's dreaming of Prince Charming, and that oh, when Prince Charming comes, everything will be okay. But that is an illustration of a lot of things. We have this list of dreams that we always thought we would have, and then we measure our life against it and it can make us unhappy in a way. And that can definitely keep one stuck in a rut. Let's, let's say uh, the dream was to move to France and it doesn't look like it's gonna happen. And so it's almost as if that old dream is taking up space of any new thing that may blow through to carry you forward. And, um, and this is exactly what it's saying. It's breaking out of those old ideas and and just like not giving into society's beliefs. And sometimes that dream isn't really a dream of ours, but it might be what society expects of us or people in our life expect uh, of us. And so we only have a little bit of room. That chain around our foot only lets us walk five feet around. And so it feels like we don't, we don't have that opening. So I would go into a meditation and just feel any kind of a chain around your foot, so to speak, and just pull on it and figure out what that's chained to. And it's going to be an old idea. And even if people actively seem the same, they're not really. And so your uh, feelings of, um, let's say, the lack of freedom that you may feel from a situation may not even be pertinent anymore. And so it can make it dissolve and move forward. This is also saying you have some really outstanding things to offer and, and you see things in that way, I almost feel like that's saying that you're in a job or a life that's too small for you right now. Allow yourself to outgrow it and get into something bigger, almost like the, the crab shell. This is a card called isolation and it's saying that our emotion, sometimes we, we, if we have people around us that don't have boundaries or whatever, the only way water can have a boundary is either to hit a wall or to freeze. And so some of your passion may have gotten frozen just from things that may have been holding you back and it's time to cry those rainbow tears of passion, meaning let that emotion, let those old feelings and those old attachments go. And it'll be stunning how your life will just start springing into action. It really does <clears throat> feel like this is a convergence point of many lifetimes for you to really get things moving. And some of it you just may not even understand in the context of this life. Well, thank you. Excellent. Then we have our next caller. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, Mary. Hi, Neville. This is Katie from California. How oh, are Katie. You? Katie. Hello. Good to hear from you. I know. It's so nice to talk to you guys. Yes. Um, you too. I was hoping I could get a reading. I've been um, 
trying to figure out whether this is a more, I've been in a resting period for a while and I'm just not sure whether it's time to get up and go or continue resting and I was just hoping to get a reading somewhere Great. about that. Great. Good idea. Perfect. Well, Thanks, this, guys. Thank mm -hmm. you. It's so good to hear from you. Give all those kitties a big hug and kiss for me too. They're angels. Um, this is a card called Schizophrenia and Osho. This deck is based on Osho's teaching, more of a Buddhist type of mentality. That's um, saying, he, uh, Osho said that everyone in the Western world is schizophrenic because wherever they are, they're thinking about where they're not, which aren't, isn't that true? I, that's, I'm that way. Uh, we're all that way. But what that's uh, saying is that don't, don't be caught in between that. Like, like, should I be getting out and moving and doing more? It, you're not enjoying being still. And so I would take that as a sign to go ahead and be where you are for a little longer and don't even contemplate the other. I always suggest to people to put a time limit on it. In three weeks, I'll do X, Y, or Z so that you can have a free space of time where the brain says, okay, there's going to be an ending to this, so I don't have to keep monitoring this and I can relax and enjoy. The second card, take it moment to moment. I feel like this is another confirmation just to rest for a bit longer and keep your eye out like into... Uh, your higher vision instead of really uh, judging or getting caught up in where you're stepping and just trust that the right steps will arise up and uh, take you to the place where you're to be. Uh, the uh, miser card, this woman doesn't feel safe because she's wearing all of her jewels and her coats and furs and everything and she just hasn't really found a safe place to set it down. And I'm almost feeling that you're still like going through this personal, uh, emotional, spiritual cleansing and, and rebirth right now. But that probably after spring into the summer, you might want to think about letting some of that down and just coming out of your cocoon a little bit. And it might be a good time then. Excellent. Thanks. Yeah. And we have our next caller. The tip on this thing is clearing, isn't that amazing? Oh, wow. Isn't that? I mean, you remember it better than I do, probably. Yeah. But the, the top two inches of it have cleared. Oh, my gosh. You're not yeah, kidding. Yeah, that's only for a few broadcasts. That's amazing. We had one clear completely. Hi, that's caller. What's, what's your name, please? Thank Hi, you. my name is Jordan. Hi, Jordan. Jordan. What can we do for you? Um, I was wondering if I could get a reading from Mary. I have received a couple of college acceptances, and I'm still waiting to hear back from one. Um, I was wanting some guidance on which school I should choose and if my major is the right direction for me. Okay, let's see what we get. Um, that might be good like in a couple different questions, but let's look at that. Now the rebel, the rebel is very liberal <laughs> and open. It, um, what is your major? Is she Jordan, still there? Are you still there? No, that's okay. Um, what I get from this is that there might be, first of all, I don't think you're going to make a wrong choice, so don't, don't even worry. I think whatever path you take is going to be sensational. But the rebel comes up, and it's interesting, it came up for the second time uh, tonight, that the rebel really wants to do what it feels passionate about, and that there might be... Um, logic that's telling you, well, don't take computer science because that's going to get you X, Y, or Z. But it's saying to look at what that passion is and try and do what you can to get them both into the same place. 
you're not going to know what you want to do when you're 40, so just give up on that. I mean, everybody that's 18, they have to make this decision now. You're not going to know. So I am a firm believer that happy steps today lead to happy places tomorrow. So find what really makes you happy right now, well and you're going to be successful. The traveling can denote that this might be a place that is a little further away. Um, you know, and, and we're not doing this about predictive stuff. We're just doing this about what the, what the energy looks like around it. The traveling is our spiritual path, too. And so maybe look at that idea of moving far away from home or whatever. Like, how does that feel? And then the third card, the flowering. This, all of this is telling me, yes, focus on what you can do to support yourself. We have to look at that, too. And I'm not saying not to. But... Give a little more attention to which of those campuses are going to nurture your spirit where you're going to feel safe and where it's more energetically supportive because you have so much to give. And I, I don't know if, if you do something creative or if you've ever even done any acting. And I'm not saying go to college for this so much, but I think that being in that kind of environment where people are supportive and help each other is going to be a really great move for you. Mm -hmm. But you're going to do very well. So please report back and let us know how you, which college you decide on. Mm -hmm. and, if, um, and we have, yes, well, the Serpent Mound is coming up yes. relatively soon, uh -huh. and there's still and there, a yeah. and three if, slots or something to fill. Yeah, we can we can accommodate a few more. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, so. You, you've heard of us talk it's about a, it's the on a, go to telepathictv.com. Yeah. www. Yeah, and get in touch with us soon on this because we are. Uh, yeah. Know, the thing is closing, so do jump into that. But it will be in the middle of May, so there's yeah. plenty of time. Yeah. To uh, you know. Well, yeah. Plan your schedule for it. Excellent. And let me see what else we're going to be at Ruby Tuesdays coming up shortly and um, yes. if you'd like to join us there it's a lovely evening out uh, come and see us we actually exist surprising isn't it sometimes existing exist. yeah and uh, tonight we're just figments in our own mind yeah I had thought when we were reviewing the show on freedom and you did talk a little bit about EFT emotional freedom technique but it's entirely possible to free yourself uh, from this <coughs> uh, slavery that the human race exists in. This slavery is made out of judgment, is made out of fear, doubt, worry, guilt, need, greed, all of these forms of slavery. Uh, you are the single thing that is running you. Uh, you tell you what to think. You tell you um, how to be and just take command of that because it is time. It really is. Uh, for we, the human race, to no longer put up with this insanity that's running this place. Just non-cooperation with all of this is the technique by which we can not only free ourselves completely, but uh, in time to save the planet, because this is... Uh, the humanoids have trashed way too many planets. I don't want another one to go down. Uh, especially not when I'm incarnate on it, but nonetheless, let's get a little bit more spirit involved in this and just stop this, just stop it. You know, we, we'd all be just very happy. There's no, you know, they've got us so sold on looks and the latest electronics and you don't want to miss that television program. 
except this one, of course, uh, because that's uh, replacing your identity. You know, mm-hmm. yes, we're all Batman, calm down. You know, really, we're all, whoever that is, we're all the, the just stop. Be who you are, be happy with who you are. We, Mary expressed it very well, you know, in, in any number of times this evening with the idea that you're the perfect you. Stop being upset that Brad Pitt exists or that whoever, you know, I don't even know who's, <laughs> and it's certainly not Justin Bieber because that does not seem to be the deal. It's our joy and honor to take you to the door. Thank you. 